Every obstacle is destroyed through rigor. Leonardo da Vinci. Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the next generation for success and let their genius thrive. I'm your coach, Diane Planadin. Today's topic is all about giftedness in children. The show is also designed for mm, a little thought provocation, a little, you know, questions I'm going to pose to you as a community when you want to think about your own children and your observations of them. And if they hold a special talent or a gift that needs to be cultivated. There are some great polymaths through history, but my favorite is Leonardo da Vinci, who had relentless rigor. Probably best known for his painting of the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper, but I think of him as a talented scientist who was also gifted in drawing and painting. So I will be quoting Leonardo a few times today just to reinforce what I'm saying has been around for a long time and we need to remind ourselves and pay attention. So if you're a parent listening today or a teacher, you may be familiar with the acronym STEAM. STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics, of which Leonardo and his Renaissance rival Michelangelo personified. They had no boundaries between the arts and the sciences. No boundaries. It wasn't one or the other. And that was back in the 1400s. That's why I wanted to reinforce that this is something that got lost through the centuries. And it's finally working its way back into our lives and into the school systems. And not just for those depicted as gifted children. Everyone is provided Mm, I'm going to say a lot more opportunities now. So it's a great time to be growing up. What about giftedness? Giftedness in children, I actually didn't even hear the term until I had a child. But it, I'm seeing a lot of lists. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, if this, then that, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I don't think it can be defined as easily as that because we're all unique, as unique as a fingerprint, as unique as a snowflake. And there are some attributes that in retrospect, I noticed in my own son. Um, and I wanted to share that with you because you will maybe, maybe find something in your own child that you think needs to uh, a little bit more work, work on to see if that's really their natural talent or gift and it can be a sport that's an easy one almost almost it can be a language they could be so excited about languages that that is the focus 
It could be mathematics. It can be a good range of things and it could be dancing. I, I do not draw a line between talent and giftedness. Those children who are smart in academics have a natural talent just as much as the prima ballerina. And those guys and gals who play mm, hockey, that's a sport that both uh, boys and girls play, are just as gifted than those who are good at mathematics and science. So I think this is my point where art and science should really be combined and we should stop drawing these lines and stop making these lists. <laughs> there are commonalities. I'm going to grant you that. There are commonalities. But um, I wanted to share three traits with you today that I found more telling in my son than others. So let's begin. The first one, and, and again, think about your own children as, as we talk today. But the first thing I really noticed was he questioned everything and everybody. Everybody was asked questions and they came in contact with him. And it wasn't because he was being smarty pants or, you know, defiant or smart aleck or smart mouths or, you know, it was never, it was never like that um, because it was more of a, a curiosity. So as a result, uh, <laughs> and his curiosity, I really had to up my game. I, I actually had to think about what I was going to say, and I had to pay attention and provide detailed, detailed responses. So when your child asks you a question, why is the sky blue? Give them a detailed response. In this day and age, we have no excuses anymore, none whatsoever. Don't say, I don't know. Don't say, because I say so. Just don't do it. <laughs> you're nurturing, you're nurturing, you're cultivating their, their curiosity and, and it's really inspiring to see them in action. So if you don't know, if you don't know the answer, because uh, let me tell you, not everybody knows everything and uh, us parents, Mm, we're not perfect, <laughs> so <laughs> then work with them to find the answer. Work with them. I mean, the answers are online, and, um, you know, this is a time-tested trait that Leonardo himself had, because he says, study without desire spoils the memory, and it retains nothing that it takes in study without desire. So if your child is showing a real interest, curiosity, there's some desire behind their thoughts there. And, and by the way, the other thing I wanted to add to that is when your child asks you a question, the other thing you do not want to say ever is just Google it. You can Google it together if you don't know the answer. But do not leave them hanging in the wind like that. And this actually, <laughs> true story, this actually happened in my son's classroom one day when I was in there volunteering and I just happened to um, hear an educator who he posed a question to. 
say Google it. Yeah, and this educator was supposed to be trained, trained in teaching and guiding these high ability learners. This educator was probably burnt out, probably tired of being asked a gazillion questions a day, but when you no longer have the energy, when you're just like, not right now, just have a moment, regroup, regroup. And I'm not making excuses for the educator. That's not my point of telling you this. The point is to put it out there that what can you do? What can you say to inspire a positive response? It actually works. And then learning's fun. They really want to know the answer. They really do. And don't be surprised once you start engaging like that, their vocabulary, woo, it's going to start going through the roof. And then they'll sound more sophisticated than you. <laughs> That's what happened to me anyways. So this, this is going to take your energy. I'm not going to lie about it. It's going to take your time. And especially if the question is complex. But it can also be very interesting because children do not lack capacity. They lack enough teachers with that rigor. The relentless rigor. So take this sign. Take this opportunity. Your child's giftedness is within that. Success leaves clues, and they're leaving you clues, what they're really, really curious about, and have that open conversation on what they're thinking and why. You will be amazed how much you learn as your child then becomes the teacher. That is the beauty of it all. That is the benefit of it all, because now they are learning how to learn versus just memorizing it. Now they're digesting the information. Now they got skin in the game. Learning never exhausts the mind. Also Leonardo. So second, that was just the first one. <laughs> I noticed that he really enjoys downtime. And that downtime means a low time. He's alone and he's with his thoughts. Took me a while, I'm going to honestly say, to get used to this because he was an only child and it kind of made sense. But for me, I grew up with a, a gaggle of siblings. And I'm going to say rarely ever had a moment's peace. I don't, I don't remember quiet time, that's for sure. But okay, so it's down this downtime that he likes this alone time that he likes. It's during this time, as an observer, again, you're observing as a parent, what makes your child tick. And I'm not talking about, you know, Instagram, I'm talking what makes them as a person tick? What are they truly interested in? So during this downtime, it's when he created, it's when he used his imagination and, and I could 
I could practically see it glowing. He was like a fly on fire that never burned. It was just magnetic. It was truly, truly, truly an amazing thing. And his energy was just atomic, atomic energy. If I could bottle that, oh, that'd be amazing. So again, as the observer, we are engaging in conversation, but during downtime, alone time, he had his thoughts, he had his creativity time, and then he was ready to share his thoughts because now he had more questions. I hope that makes sense. Because we live in a world of instant gratification, I did the right thing, I'm going to say, and I chose, I chose to see this thought process as a tribute to himself rather than indifference in ignoring the rest of us. In the world of Leonardo, if you are alone, you belong entirely to yourself. If you are accompanied by even one companion, you belong only half to yourself or even less in proportion to the thoughtlessness of his conduct. And if you have more than one companion, you will fall more deeply into the same plight. Remember, he said that in the 1400s. And in this day and age, and in our current world situation that is very un unhealthy, and we are actually being alone more, Leonardo actually spins a positive on it. Sometimes it's good to be alone with your thoughts because then you're, you, you, you you're get less distraction, the quiet time, less distraction. And I think that's important because the world is, it's getting more crowded, let me tell you. And I used to see people out in the world walking alone, they didn't have a dog or they'd be in a restaurant eating alone. Nobody came and sat with them. I thought, oh, how gloomy. What a gloomy cloud that must be carrying on your shoulders. So alone. And, and this is before self-isolation came along. But then I thought, wait, maybe they just needed some alone time. Maybe they're doing this on purpose. Maybe they just want time to think, time to create and use that vast imagination that's within us all. Yes, it's within us all. So the next time your child wants downtime to be alone with their thoughts, remember, it's not gloomy. There's a silver lining in that cloud surrounding you and you can just let the magic happen it's pretty exciting so the third trait what is the third trait that I noticed in my son he has intense curiosity for the smallest of creatures to the largest wonders of the world intense curiosity 
this started when he was, I'm going to say about two, he would marvel at nature. I mean, just be astounded. And we'd be out exploring and he'd spy an ant on the ground and be like, whoa, everybody stop. Let's observe the ant. Not, not just collect the ant. Let's put the ant in our hand. Let's feel what an army of ants little feet feel like. Let's, let's weigh in on what a little creature that can carry 10 times its weight actually feels like. Using all the senses. He would smell the ant. He would measure the ant. He would look at the ant. Intense curiosity. His gaze, it was solid. It was focused. It was in there. And the other thing he had to do was he had to taste the ant. I'm not going to lie. You can only imagine how I felt about him wanting to taste the ant. Uh, but Leonardo actually explains this trait quite well. He says, an average human looks without seeing, listens without hearing, touches without feeling, eats without tasting, moves without physical awareness, inhales without even an awareness of odors or fragrance, and talks without thinking. So I didn't stop him from tasting the ant. I also did not partake as edible bugs are not in my palate, um, but I did caution him because we also have the red fire ants around and I said, well, those, those little guys have stingers. You might want to avoid that too, to which he agreed <laughs> because I explained it. I explained why and I'm glad I knew this or I might have just said, well, let's look up different ants that you can eat, but I, I actually knew the answer, so that was okay. And every now and then we got lucky because we, uh, I love gardening. I'm in the garden and I'm always uncovering ants or something underneath the surface. But the miracle and the magic really happened when I'd uncover that puzzle, that maze, you know, the ant colony and how everything was interwoven and connected just beneath the surface that intricate maze, well, that provided, that provided a path to his blazing curiosity. His blazing curiosity was fully fueled. Those were the three attributes I found were very prevalent in him. Question everything. Have some downtime, some alone time creativity and imagination and have intense curiosity intense curiosity and you know what today his questions have not stopped and guess what it's not exhausting they're they're very amplified now they're by his observation and it's louder louder than Leonardo's cannons but that's who he is and that's how he's honing in on it and that's what he's just digging in and enjoying life. And, and it's really fun to learn new things. 
when you approach it that way. Oh, so much more fun. And as a parent, because I embrace what he does, because I partake in what he does, because I show an interest in what he does, I get to be a kid again too. I mean, honestly, it's like the fountain of youth. It is amazing to act like a kid when you have one. Kind of a good excuse. (laughs) As a parent or an educator or any type of teacher, you can get this invigorating feeling if you just pay attention and be hyper aware of a child's interest and you help them cultivate it. You don't do all the work for them. That's literally impossible. Nobody knows what's going up in that little noggin. But boredom, above all else, and distraction can set in so easily. And I actually think it might be at an all-time historical high. It's a lot of stories I'm hearing, but I'm not going down that path today. I'm just wanting to encourage you to dig in. Dig in and observe your child's abilities as you build on the foundation and explore their expertise because it's hidden in plain sight. Learn how to see. Realize that everything connects to everything else. Leonardo. Because what's the alternative? You need to help children discover their natural gifts and talents And then let that genius flourish by giving them an opportunity, an opportunity to ask questions, an opportunity to have time to think, and an opportunity to have intense curiosity. Because we're all born with a gift. We're all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift and that natural talent as purpose changes within well, my friends, as you continue to explore and marvel at the wonder of a child, see you again.